the, the, the COVID death rate is worse than ever. And they yes. are bored with it now. And so even the news is bored with it. So they're acting like it's not worse than ever. In fact, at the beginning of the pandemic, when people were being semi-careful, they, 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 they're less careful now, and it's worse than when it started. It's crazy yeah, what's I, going on. And ignoring yeah, I, I think, you know, COVID just, makes it last longer because no one's following sure. the rules. So but did you get the vaccine right. yet? I did. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I guess, number one, I would say, you know, to your earlier point that, you know, the problem is right now there's so many political and other things going on that this actually has become kind of the easy thing to ignore, which is a real shame. Oh. Uh, number two, I, I did get um, my first shot. I got the Pfizer vaccine on December 18th, and I actually am getting my second shot uh, this Friday. Um, so, you know, just a little bit about the vaccines, you know, essentially so far in the United States, there are two uh, vaccines that have been approved for use. Both have been proven to be about 95% effective. You have the Pfizer vaccine, which is the one that I got, and the other vaccine is the Moderna vaccine. And actually, I, I don't think I told you this last time, my wife is also a physician. She's a primary care doctor. And she actually just got her first shot of the Moderna vaccine over the weekend. Um, so, the, so these are the two that are currently approved. Um, and, you know, I, I agree with you, Howard. You know, it's, it's maddening that at this point there are still people debating whether or not they want to get a vaccine. Um, you know, there's a reason that we don't talk about polio anymore. There's a reason we don't talk about smallpox anymore. And it's because we have vaccines and vaccines are incredibly effective. Um, you, you know, I was telling Gary, actually, I've been kind of emailing with Gary a little bit, and he was kind of asking how things are going. You know, the, the good news, at least right now, is I'm seeing less overall patients in the ICU with COVID really over the last couple of weeks. Just to give you an idea of my organization, kind of at, at the most inpatients across our hospitals were around 750, nearing 800 patients inpatient um, with about 182. We actually at one point crossed 200 patients in the ICU. This is across the Cleveland Clinic in Northeast Ohio. At this point, we're at about 150 patients in the ICU, which is still a lot, and it is still very straining on our health system. Um, and we're at about 550 to 600 total inpatients. So I am hopeful because really over the last week or two, we have started to see a trend of leveling out and maybe even a little bit of improvement. I think if that continues over the next week or two, then we can start to feel a little bit better and breathe a little bit easier as we get through that piece of the holiday. So you know what's you're amazing? thinking that is the, the spike from Christmas, and that's here's, easing here's, off yeah, now. So, here is why I'm so yeah. frustrated. You know, whenever we see a national emergency, um, take a take a hurricane, for example, and and uh, uh, the hurricane hits and people's homes are devastated and there's real damage. Uh, you know, FEMA comes in, the Fed comes in, people are given, um, you know, immediately uh, attention is given. All the resources, when there's a natural disaster, all the resources of the federal government are put to use in order to. All right. So we had to wait for a, 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 a vaccine. Now we have the vaccine and we have no federal government. Trump long time ago said, hey, let the states worry about it, which is ridiculous. We should use the power of the United States to tackle this thing. Get anyone who wants to get the vaccine can get it. That's what I want to see. We are so disorganized. It is so depressing. And then, 
hey, Dr. Cody, you should talk to Ronnie. Ronnie's unsure if he'll get the vaccine. He doesn't trust the science. He thinks it's being released too fast. This is the kind of thing we're dealing with, but they've tested this. When did Ronnie become a scientist and could determine this? I don't know. Ronnie, when did you become a scientist? When did you realize that you could determine whether the vaccine... Ronnie's a... Ronnie, you should definitely get the vaccine. You're crazy. I'm going to get it as soon as I if, if someone would give it to me today, I would take it in two Dude, seconds. I didn't I never said, you know, the people I talked to should get their facts straight. I said I was going to wait until I was it was time to get it because we're not getting it so fast. And I want to see what the reaction is to people getting it. That's all. I didn't say I wasn't going to get yeah. it. Well, you see the reaction to people getting it now. And so if you're OK. Yeah, I'm I can, fine with I, it so far, but I'm, I have allergic reactions to things, and it, it makes me nervous because I don't know what's in it. But do you get a flu well, shot? I have to get the special flu shot without the egg products in it. I can't take the one with the egg products. So is there so any Ronnie, egg in the... Is, yeah, go ahead, Dr. Cody. There's not. And, and I was going to say, just to explain about the vaccine a little more, I guess number one... Ronnie, if you want to use me as a, a, a guinea pig, I got my shot uh, almost, you know, we're going on four weeks ago now. I can tell you that the reaction I had to the shot was essentially the same that I have to the flu shot, which is, which is for me, nothing. I know some people get mild fevers. Some people get body aches for a day or two. Um, and that's, that's also true of this vaccine. But I have to say, when I got the shot, number one, it, it was no more painful than a flu shot. I heard you guys talking a while back that the needle's really big. It's the same size as the, the needle for the flu shot. It's very small, not very All right. Painful. It looked big on the camera day, to me. <laughs> it yeah, does look big day, on camera. Yeah. The next day, about 12 hours after I had the vaccine, I did wake up and my arm was a little bit sore. Um, and then by the end of that day, that was totally gone as well. I've, I've had absolutely zero other symptoms from it. Now, the other thing to know is in the studies that have been done, which I will say that in spite of the fact that this vaccine was developed in record time, um, it was put through the same, you know, rigorous clinical trials as any medication, any vaccine that we use. The difference this time is a lot of the red tape, you know, was removed, not the safety, but the red tape was removed around the clinical trials. And you had a lot of money invested, both from private companies and from the federal government, to develop a vaccine in record time. So this is an achievement for science unlike anything we've seen before, to develop a vaccine in under a year is truly remarkable. And we all, myself, you know, ICU doctors, frontline providers, but the public writ large has a huge debt of gratitude that they should be paying to these research scientists because what they've done is nothing short of amazing. You're um, absolutely so you right. Too about, yeah, these but two vaccines. They, the, the, sorry, do they ahead. know how long it's going to last? So we don't know yet. Uh, that's true, Ronnie. And, and that's something that we have to figure out over time. So the thing to know about it is in the studies that have been done, both of the vaccines that have been approved in the United States have an effect, you know, have a rate of about 95% uh, of being affected. The thing to know about that, is a couple things just to be aware of, and it shouldn't steer anyone away from getting the vaccine. The thing that we have to figure out that, that we're only going to know over time, and as more people get the vaccine, is number one, it prevents severe illness. So if you get the vaccine, there's a 95-plus percent chance that you're not going to get sick enough to see me in the ICU. Um, can you potentially still get infected? Maybe. Can you potentially still transmit it to someone else who is not vaccinated? Maybe. And so this is a really important point that people need to heed. It's just because you get the vaccine until the vast majority of our country has been vaccinated, 
people still need to be practicing social distancing, washing their hands, and wearing masks. Um, you know, people that think that masks might not be effective, I have to tell you, Howard, so far this flu season, we're now in January. Flu season usually starts around October, November timeframe. It goes through about March most years. Sometimes it shifts a little bit. We're now in the middle of January. I have yet to see a single case of flu in the ICU, and that is unheard of. Any other year, I would have seen probably, you know, dozens of patients sick enough to end up in the ICU, sick enough to end up on ventilators from influenza. And we see that, you know, with masking, we are not seeing the flu like we usually do every year. Wow. Wow. Well, that's what I said at the beginning of this. I said, what we're going to find out is all those people who died of the flu didn't have to. That's right. Yeah. And that's, you know, and and other countries have kind of practiced masking for a long time. You look at a lot of the Asian countries and, and, you know, people, myself included, when I I visited China once and you see a lot of people mask and you wonder why, but a lot of those people are wearing masks as, as, you know, social grace for, for their fellow humans. If they feel a little bit sick, they wear a mask so as to not pass on illness to other people. Um, and I think that's something that we should be, we should definitely be taking away from this going forward because, you know, even with influenza, you know, most years you're talking tens of thousands of Americans dying from influenza. And I don't think we're going to see numbers anything like that this year. Again, I haven't seen a single case yet. Um, well, I'm so just depressed because, vaccine, but wait, let me tell you something, Dr. Cody, only 151,000 people in the United States have received both doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. I mean, where, where our numbers that's are. That's a just crazy a, low number. 151,000 yeah. people, because, again, I'm blaming the federal government. You got to keep telling people we don't have a government right now. We have a, I don't know what it is. I don't know who's in charge. Uh, there's no concerted effort. No one's treating this thing seriously. Still can't get the fucking vaccine. Guy my age should have already had the vaccine. I hear down in Florida, if you're 65 and over, you can get the vaccine right now. Why Florida? Why not New York? What's going on? Who's in charge? Who do you talk to? No one's home. The lights are out and everyone's playing golf. Fuck golf. I want to pass a law against golf. Can I ask him about the third vaccine? Go ahead, Ronnie. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. there's a, a vaccine supposedly that's supposed to be coming out that's only one shot. Is that true? So I have not seen that as of yet. There, the, um, the, you know, there are probably on the order of around 10 different companies, 10 to 12, that have been developing different vaccines. Again, so far in the United States, the only two that have been approved by the FDA are the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine. I know in Europe, particularly in England, they've approved this uh, AstraZeneca vaccine. That one is still undergoing approval in the U.S. It, it may end up getting approval, but the thing about that one, too, is at least from what I've seen so far, that one is also uh, most effective in a two-shot series. Um, but the thing to know, too, for people who are worried that I might get coronavirus from uh, the vaccine, I might have my DNA altered. You know, there's lots of um, kind of ridiculous things that have been said about this. These vaccines work differently than other vaccines that we've seen in the past, but the technology really isn't new. So these mRNA vaccines, a lot of that technology was actually developed for cancer drugs. Um, And so it's kind of been proven in the past, but essentially the way that these vaccines work is messenger RNA, which is what tells your your body to make protein, um, is what's in the vaccine. And then what happens is when it enters your body, you make these proteins, particularly the spike protein that allows the coronavirus to infect cells and make you sick. Um, and then once your body recognizes that, once you make antibodies to it, then you're, then you're protected at least for a period of time. To, to answer Ronnie's question, 
We don't know if this is going to be something that people are going to have to get on an annual basis every few years, if it's going to be more long-term immunity. Um, that's something that we're only going to know with time. But certainly, at least, you know, for the short term, people are protected against getting severe illness. Um, but you cannot get coronavirus from the vaccine. Um, you, you can get mild illness, like I said, fevers, maybe for a day or two, muscle aches. People who have had severe life-threatening reactions to other vaccines in the past should certainly talk to their doctor before they get the vaccine. Um, but those are rare. I, again, I would equate it to the flu shot. There are people who get sick every year from the flu shot. Um, you know, actually, it's a sad story. My, my wife had a family member who recently um, developed a condition called Guillain-Barre from the flu, flu vaccine and ended up dying. But that is an extreme rarity, an extreme rarity. And so anyone who thinks I shouldn't get the vaccine because I might get sick, you are much, much more likely to get sick with this illness than you are to get sick from the vaccine. Hey, some people have some questions for you, Dr. Cody, because you're making sense. Marianne, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, doctor, I'm so happy back on. I wanted. I heard that uh, young women who haven't had children yet, uh, you know, that's a concern. A lot of young girls, even nurses, aren't getting the shot, and I'm wondering about that. I have nobody to ask. And also, I have a family member with severe allergies, and I'm concerned about that. Yeah, so, um, so Marianne, it's a, a pleasure to talk to you after listening for many years and hearing you on the air. But so two it's things, you know. It's a pleasure talking to you, doctor. Yeah. So two things, you know, number one, the, the place where this has not been studied yet is pregnant women and children. Um, the thing to know, again, um, I know people who are pregnant. I have colleagues, physicians across the country um, who have been pregnant and have gotten their vaccine. And the reason for that is even though it hasn't been 100% proven to be safe, uh, in patients who, sorry about this, like I said, I'm in the hospital, so sometimes things go off. But um, the thing about this is even though it hasn't been 100% proven that the vaccine is safe in pregnancy, so that does still carry that warning. Again, if you're pregnant and you get coronavirus and you get severely ill, you could potentially lose a pregnancy, you could potentially lose your own life. So I think most people, when they look at the risk-benefit of that, still err on the side of, of getting the vaccine if they're able to. Again, for people okay. with allergies, particularly if you've had real severe allergies, life-threatening allergies to vaccines, particularly in the past, you should talk with your doctor before you get a vaccine. Um, but if you have allergies to other things, it, again, there are very few allergies that are going to cross with, with this vaccine itself. And so allergies to other medications, allergies to other things, most of those patients can feel very safe. But obviously, anyone who has questions should talk to their healthcare provider, um, you know, before getting the vaccine if, if they're nervous. I uh, can't I wait to get it. Even, I got to tell you, Dr. Cody, there was one two. thing with the Marianne question. I've heard people saying, you know, they're confusing not or uh, taking it or not taking it if you're pregnant with whether it interferes with fertility. And, and no signs of that so far. And again, admittedly, we are still in the early stages of this vaccine in so much as we're going to figure out more information over time. But there has been no signs, nothing reported uh, in the literature thus far about um, this vaccine impairing fertility in any way. And again, not that that's not something particularly for women in childbearing age that they should be concerned about. But I would be much more concerned right now, as, as Howard mentioned, so far this year, over 30,000 people have died with coronavirus. I would, and that's, 
you know, that's some years, that's how many people die in an entire flu season across the country. And we've seen it now in 10 days. This is um, 10 I days. Much, I mean, much more concerned about this. I'm glad you called in, Dr. Cody, because uh, I'll tell you the truth. Um, there's a lot of people who are nervous about the vaccine. I mean, you even take Ronnie's nervous about it. The guy puts a rubber dildo right. in his ass. Uh, what does that have this, to do with it? Well, uh, not, not only to be serious, you don't even get a colonoscopy. You're a little bit nuts. Uh, if you ask me, you should get the coronavirus uh, vaccine. Don't, don't worry about I it. You'll be fine. I wasn't going to get it. Did I yeah, say I, I wasn't getting it? I heard you were skeptical. I hear a lot of people saying they're not going to get it. I said, do you know how many vaccines I've had in my life? Because I worked in the medical profession. You got to make sure you're going to be safe and not transmit something or get but, something from your patient. Hey, Howie. Uh, you take, um, vaccines when you travel all of a sudden vaccines are like a big deal i took yeah. the flu shot this year already it's it, i took That's it. right. it's not like i'm not going to take it i just what is it know. ronnie puppet i got a question for the doctor if i get the vaccine and then i jizz in stephanie's face is there a possibility <laughs> that she could get the coronavirus from my load all right listen doctor yeah, Cody, let's not thank waste you. his time he's very yeah. busy He's busy. He's uh, in the ICU. They're uh, saving lives. Dr. Cody, you're the I best. Got, I, Thanks, got an, I got one more question. Is the needle so, bigger than my dildo? <laughs> it, yeah, he's worried about the size of a needle. Nice. The, uh, um, unfortunately, I've seen this, and I'm sure my employer will, will not love me talking about this right now, but I will say um, there is no way that the needle is, is larger than what we've seen Ronnie using in his personal life. Exactly. Um, Thank you. So, Thanks, yeah. Doc. Thank you. Yeah. Suddenly he's worried. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys taking my call again. Thank you for having me on the, on the air, Howard. Um, you know, this is, is very important, um, getting this information out, you know, so that, but the thing I want to implore your audience, you know, your millions of listeners is that if and when you have the opportunity to get the vaccine, you should take it as soon as possible. This is very serious. This is not something to wait and say, well, I'm going to see if, if somebody else gets sick with this first. Again, we've now had people yeah. who've had these shots a month and a half, two months ago, and the risk of getting sick is, is very low. But it really this this this, this COVID is not the flu. Everyone's like, oh, don't worry, I'll survive it. I mean, I'll be sick, but then I'll get better. You, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, but look at the people who are concerned about taking the vaccine. Yeah, it's not anybody who really yeah, does I was anything. Just say that, Robin. <laughs> the thing about it is, you know, talking about I have, you know tons tons and tons of friends. We're talking probably you know, especially on social media, probably thirty percent of the people you know, that I interact with on social media are people who are in the medical profession, doctors, nurses, very educated people. And it really says something about where we are in this country and, and kind of the anti-medical uh, field, the anti-science, uh, the anti-physician stance that a lot of people have right now. If I go on there and everyone I know who's a physician, who's a nurse, when they get their vaccine, people are excited about this. I mean, I told people this was this was the best Christmas gift that I got. People you are bet. excited. People are posting pictures. They're posting selfies. They're encouraging other people to get the vaccine. And the only people that I see on social media who are saying, well, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm concerned about it. These are the people who didn't pass their science classes in high school. And people That's are right. listening to them. And, and it's, yep. it's maddening to, to see that. I know. I know. It is, the whole country is maddening to me. I don't understand any of this. I don't understand the cowards in um, in, in, in Washington who are so loyal to the Republican Party, they won't call out what's going on right now is wrong. 
I can't stand that people don't believe in science anymore. This COVID vaccine is a gift. Uh, it is a gift. I mean, we got to get this thing out of our lives. Uh, the vaccine. Now, listen, you think I would even consider or allow my daughter? Two of my three daughters have gotten it. I, I, I encourage it. And they, um, you know, they're healthcare workers like Dr. Cody. They, you know, they, they you know, they, one of my daughters, a nurse. The, the thing is that, of course, it's working. And what Dr. Cody says is true. Yeah. Who are you getting your information from? Where are you learning all of these? Gee, I heard if you take it, uh, you, you, you develop mental telepathy with other people who have taken it. I mean, they, there's all kind of there's weird There's so rumors. many crazy things being mm. said. I had one friend call me up and said, oh, I heard that the live virus is out. I mean, the live virus vaccine or the dead virus vaccine is out now. And I'm like, that yeah. is not true. Right. Well. Look, and again, just to be very clear, this is not a live virus. This is not a dead virus. This is an mRNA vaccine that encodes for one of the proteins um, that allows this virus to make you sick. So it, it cannot give you the virus itself. Even the mRNA that, that ends up in your body gets rapidly degraded. So essentially, your body senses that you make antibodies, and then if or when you see the coronavirus, meaning your body gets sick with it, your ability to fight it off is much higher, so your risk of getting severe illness is, is much, much lower. Hey, we, um, we again, live, you know, we, listen, Dr. Cody, we live in the golden age of idiots. If they, <laughs> In history, that's what they're going to call this. The idiots have taken over the country, and and uh, it's and time for... we're going to look back on this time as, as an embarrassment for our country. Yeah, it's an embarrassment. On so many different levels. But we're going to look back at a later time, and people are going to say, boy, what were people thinking? They could have had the opportunity to protect themselves, to protect their loved ones. And they well, didn't believe happened, that it was real. And, and we're what happened in America, I'll tell you what happened, because I'm an expert in this. The, 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 uh, how did we get to the golden age of idiots? It's, <laughs> it's social media. What happened is idiots were always there. But the idiots didn't have an opportunity to spread their idiocy. They couldn't get to each other. They didn't know that there was another idiot like them. That's what the problem was. Like, <laughs> the, you know, years ago, you only had like TV media, you had science, you had all this stuff. And when the idiots would start these theories, there was nowhere to go. There was nowhere on the Internet to go. Nobody but wanted to talk to them. Nobody entertained no. it. Yeah. And, and then all the idiots found each other. And they started going on the internet during social media and, 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 and all these different websites and all the idiots found each other and they're able to spread this idiotic nonsense. So, you know, you used to just have one or two idiots per town, per town in the United States, but now they're unionizing. They're all <laughs> get, getting together and they're spreading. They're organizing. This. They're, they're so, going to be a new political party. So uh, for those of us left that aren't idiots, that understand the benefits of science and what, what has happened in history with, with polio, as Dr. Cody said. It is a great time right now. It's a celebration going on. we got to get the vaccine. Listen, I'll give you a fact. All of the top brass in Trump's government got the vaccine. That's all yeah. you need to know. Why did they get it? Well, that's the other thing that doesn't make any sense. He's very proud of having been a part of creating the vaccine so fast, but the dopes that follow him are saying they don't want to take it. That's it. All right. Dr. Cody, thank you. Listen, have a good day, pal. I hope you're holding up okay. Thanks, Howard. I love you guys. I appreciate you having me back on the air. And uh, take care. Happy birthday. Right. Thank you. Thank you. It's not my birthday, but I'm thanking you for your service. Thank you. Right. 
I see a lot more people are on the phone to ask questions, but <sighs> sorry, I'm... I can't answer every question. Call your doctor. Yeah, the other things that, you know, we ought to mention about COVID is that uh, the mess last week, the riot in uh, the Capitol was a super spreader event. Absolutely. And now already three people in Congress have announced that they have tested positive for COVID and have right. to isolate and quarantine. Yeah, nobody's taking it seriously anymore. They're like, well, we got bored with that story. And that's why it's raging out of control right now. And it's another it's person I heard about was a plastic surgeon out in Hollywood. Yeah. And he was doing the most ridiculous, unnecessary thing. OK, he was putting an injection into somebody's lips so their lips could look bigger. Yeah. And now he's dead because they coughed in his face okay. while he was doing the procedure. He wound up in the hospital and he died of COVID-19. By the way, the reason I invited Ronnie into that discussion, because he, I knew I wasn't crazy. Here is uh, Ronnie on the vaccine when we uh, taped him. I, I, okay. I, I'm not convinced that this vaccine is, you know, it, it can't. It, it just came too quick. I don't. I, it just doesn't. Are you trying to get on a list for the vaccine? Would you take the vaccine? No, I'm not on any kind of list. But would you take it tomorrow? Am I taking it tomorrow? No. Nothing would make me want to take it tomorrow. What's a definitive? Like if you just. I don't have a definitive time. I'm listening to the science, and right now I'm not trusting it. <laughs> well, why listen? Right. <laughs> I don't trust science. Who do what you trust? Would give you the the ability to trust science. Aye, aye, aye. That's why we're in big trouble with even Mister, with the vaccine. To the science. Well, I heard this whatever his name is. I forget that congressman. He's a member of the House of Representatives who was the bulldog during the Trump impeachment hearings, and he stood up in Congress before they got run out of the place because, you know, his followers and his friends uh, who are Trump followers invaded the place. He said, we have a natural instinct that this vote, there was something wrong with the vote. An mm. instinct. Yeah, that well, means it's... we have no evidence, but we feel there's a lot of people who feel that the election was stolen. Yeah, and there's a lot. And of we should go who, with that. A lot of people who feel the vaccine might be not be, you know. Yeah, they no just have feelings. Yeah. There's no convincing someone who knows nothing, you know. <laughs> that, I'm trying to convince a guy who washes his ass in a sink to go get the COVID <laughs> vaccine because he's over 70. But uh, what am I going to do? Uh, but when people, like a congressperson gets up and says, because people feel after we've told them for months that the election was stolen, they're now feeling it. We should address it. Yeah, we'll waste a lot of time during a pandemic with that. Yeah, that makes real good sense in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Even when, like, Republicans who were in charge of the election come out and say to President Trump, Listen, I'm, I voted for you. I'm telling you, the election was fair in my state. We we've certified it because we we checked everything. We we did a we did checked a real it three, count four times. We had a computer count. We did all kinds of, but we feel there's something wrong. Okay, crazy times. 
Hey, let me um, let me take a break and then I'll do some year in review for you. Everyone loves year in review because at the, you know at some point we have to review the year and say what we happened have in twenty twenty on the closure show. on twenty twenty. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Wearing hot pants. The titties. Forget about it. Super hot. Right, Robin? She's very hot. Yeah. Extremely hot. What is more important? Yeah. I, I declared her hot before any. And uh, I saw she had a kid. Yeah. I was worried. She, I was worried she wouldn't be hot anymore. But <laughs> I think you saw her post. I did. I did see her. I like it. She's still hot. Hot <laughs> is always most important. We know that. We've been in this business of radio for a long time, and the one thing I learned is being hot is important. Yes. I was watching yep. The Bachelor last night, and all yes. of these hot girls, he's, he's just overwhelmed. You know, it's just oh. like the hotness just never stops. <laughs> I go crazy because uh, this season in particular, the women are very, very attractive, <laughs> all of them with perfect bodies, and I go, yeah. And, I, and I, the whole time, I'm sure it's annoying watching The Bachelor with me for my wife because the whole time I sit there, I go, you're telling me this girl who's a hairdresser, she can't get a date? <laughs> and then she goes, it's the same conversation every time. And then she goes, honey, they want to be famous. They want to be on TV. I said, I know that. But how are they not in a relationship with a man? Look at these girls. And I get crazy from it. I get crazy from it. And the guy who's the bachelor is the biggest bore, but he's he's built like a brick shit house. I mean, this kid must work out twenty four hours a day. Well, that's all he does. Yeah, uh, he didn't develop yeah. a personality. Zero personality. <laughs> Girl goes, you know, I'm looking for a guy who who's religious and 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 believes in family and God. And he goes, I like that. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> he's like lurch, <laughs> you know, but. He's making out with these girls, and they seem to be really desirous. Oh, they're begging. They're crying and carrying yeah. on because oh, I haven't had any time with him. I, I miss him. With, they've been there a week. Yeah. That's when I go crazy. It, it, and I say to my wife, what are they going crazy? These girls are hot. They're hot. They don't get guys. I mean, they must get guys. If they don't get guys, no women get guys. These girls are insanely hot. My goodness. I mean, okay, the guy's a nice-looking guy, but he's a hot dope. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, if you were a space alien and you came down from another planet and now you're looking at the, the Earth and you come across TV show The Bachelor, your impression of Earth would be there are too many hot women on this planet. There's so many hot women. There must be no men, very few There's men. no men. The men must have died in a war, and there's only like three guys left, and it's a planet of hot women who are looking to procreate. Uh, because th these women are way too desirous and desperate. It's cra They're crying, they're carrying on, and you should see these girls' bodies in bikinis and walking around in the hot tub. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. I mean, one is better looking than the next. They got one... Gorgeous black woman who is a runway model. Then there's a, a black woman from Ethiopia. She looks like she's a model. Then there's this blonde hairdresser. She looks like a model. Everybody there looks like a model except for one girl. They kept her on because she's nuts. But, You're right. um, yeah. 
The producer we know said, you're talking you, about. Yeah, the producer said, you keep her on. Uh, <laughs> we're not right, getting rid yeah. of her. Yeah, she's, she's causing trouble. But uh, She's a gold I mean, mine. Yeah. But the, and the bachelor, they're fighting over him. This guy, he's got they're nothing fainting. to say. They're fainting. And the guy, the guy has no, even, even my wife is like, you know, gee, I don't know what, they, what they're carrying on. But, uh, I mean, but he's got great abs. He, he's got more abs than he has brain cells. I'm telling you. <laughs> I've never seen so many abs. Yeah. So many abs. He's a handsome guy. <laughs> There's no question. But, uh, you know, listen, it's great. I, I, I watch it. I, uh, like you, I, I'm riveted. It's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I can't That's believe it. it. I love it. And he my says Super the same things over and over again. I've That's never right. unpacked with a girl this deeply before. Unpacked. I one want girl. To unpack this girl. He wants them. He wants the girls to open up to him. So one girl, she goes, I've never opened up to a man. I've never opened up to a man. But I want to open up to him. I don't want to lose him. I'm going to sit down with him on my one-on-one date, and I'm going to tell him the truth about my father. All right. So you're like, uh-oh. This oh, was there jail. Yeah. Right. So she turns to him. She goes, it's going to be very hard for me to say, but my father's ill. He has ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. I'm thinking That's to myself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that was the thing. I thought he led about. the riot at the Capitol. That's what I thought. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, you know, my, my, my father is a disgraced astronaut who, uh, you know, <laughs> stole from the United States government. Or so. I mean, I was waiting for this. Thing. All right. I mean, it's a terrible thing. Her dad is sick. And Lou Gehrig's disease is one of the worst illnesses terrible, to go yeah. through. But, uh, and then he turns to her and he says, thank you for opening up for me, to me. She's crying, and she, I, I mean, I don't know what's going on, but she's hot. <laughs> hot. Yeah, and she used to be a newscaster or something on TV. Gave up her job, TV, yeah. Television, and went home to take care of her debt. That's, um, that's great. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what she was, you know, she, I don't feel she opened up. She just said, my dad is sick. I mean, is yeah, that opening how hard up? is it to say I have a sick father? Yeah, right. I thought she was going to say, listen, my father, I'm embarrassed, but my father is the guy who put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. My father like, was wearing the Auschwitz, what? Auschwitz <laughs> camp t-shirt. Camp Auschwitz t-shirt. <laughs> camp Auschwitz, Jordy. <laughs> oh, the way she was carrying on. I got to tell him about my father. Yeah. I, I thought she was going to, my, my dad ate the, the bat that started COVID. He was over in China <laughs> in one of those wet markets and this started this whole pandemic mess that we're in. My dad was the guy who was dressed like a Viking who was running through the Capitol <laughs> with his face painted red, white, and blue. My dad's the guy after the Super Bowl who ate the horse shit when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> he got so excited and they caught him on video eating horse shit. That's my dad. And I, I'm, I'm opening up to you. Ooh, ooh I'm so upset. My dad no, is the creator of Fist Fest. <laughs> <laughs> my dad listens to science but doesn't believe it. <laughs> my hey, dad Ronnie. is not going to take the vaccine. Ronnie goes, I'm listening to science, but I don't believe it. Like, what, 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 what does he know about science? I don't believe it. What do you mean you don't believe it? What, based on what? Your, your grades in, 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 in elementary school? I mean, what your do you, what do you background mean? in science? Right. <laughs> Yikes. I got to tell you one funny story and then I'll do year in review. Okay. You know, Ralph called me yesterday to tell me the, a story that uh, he wanted me to know that he bought me a Christmas gift. 
but somehow it got screwed up and it never got to me. Wanted me to know that. Hmm. Isn't that, but isn't that, that, that's the whole story. It's isn't never going to get to you. Right. That's it. <laughs> isn't that a great story? Like, isn't that so, that Ralph? That is amazing. Uh, he called me to tell me of his incompetence at getting me. It, I mean, I, and I'm saying to myself, what does he do all day that he can't get a Christmas gift to somebody? I said, this is classic Ralph. He's he's bragging to me that he, he, he you know, he ha- well, what was his job to get me a Christmas gift? I, I, by the way, I don't want a this Christmas gift. This was a gift. task he set for himself. Yeah. And he was telling me how cool the gift was. He was saying, I got you this thing. It was so cool. And uh, it's never, I, I it never got to you. <laughs> and I was going to say to him, you know, Ralph, this is something you don't. It, you know, I've known Ralph many years. And I've always recommended to Ralph to get a career, to take hold of his life, to concentrate on something and, and, and develop it. Become an expert in something and. And you'll have tremendous success in life. That's my attitude. I don't care what you want to do. You want to be a dishwasher? Be the best dishwasher that ever lived. You want to be a garbage man? Be the best garbage man that ever lived. Listen to your boss. Do your job. You want to want to go into the arts? Be the best you can be. And he's ignored all my advice. (laughs) And then he had the nerve to call me yesterday to let me know that he failed at getting a Christmas gift to my door. That he can't even. Yeah. Get a Christmas but that, gift to But you. it was a great gift. It was so cool. <laughs> he said it was cool. I can't even explain. He couldn't explain to me what the gift was. He can't even get you the Christmas gift by your birthday. Yeah. And I was going to bust yeah, What balls. happened to it? Right. I was going to. He doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest story ever. I said, I said, Ralph, well, thank you for thinking of me. And uh, I'm glad to know. <laughs> I, but I really bit my tongue. I wanted to say. Yes. Listen, this is who you are. You had one job to do. You fucked it up. And now you're calling me to tell me you did nothing. Right. All this effort and nothing. (laughs) Right. You put tremendous effort. You even spent money on me. And you couldn't get the job done. Uh, What can I tell you? But somehow he goes on. That's right. He's managing. Hey, he's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing fabulous well. Um, no, he called. He was a very nice call. He actually called to tell me that. I, I sent his mother a uh, Christmas card, which my Christmas card had a painting that I did on it. And she was very impressed with it. And Ralph was explaining to me his mom liked my Christmas card. And uh, it was very, uh, very nice. And then he happened to mention that for Christmas. He oh, and sent by me a the gift. way, <laughs> by the way, it was a by the way kind of thing. And I, I, I sat there. My mouth was open the whole time. Mouth open. <laughs> you didn't know what to say. You were speechless. Yeah. But I bet everything Ralph bought for himself managed to get delivered. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining, anyway. <laughs> a lot of thought into it. And to describe to you how cool it was, and cool, that it, was it was cool, great. Yeah, and it was and brilliant. You still don't have it. Yeah. Yes. I don't even know. I don't even know what to compare that story to, to make an analogy. (laughs) There is no analogy. You know, anyway, um, oh, year in review. So uh, one of the things that I want to go over here is that, oh, 
And I do want to tell you this. I, I was reading you the fan feedback. So many fans have written us. And um, I got this lovely letter. Uh, you know, I did a tribute to Dawn Wells. Who is Dawn Wells? Yes. From Gilligan's Island, Marianne. That's right. Uh, as you know, she recently passed away. We've become way obsessed with uh, her backstory on the TV show that Marianne from Gilligan's Island won a radio contest. <laughs> That's how she ended up on that island. And we were talking about how radio contests, if you ever win one, don't, don't, don't accept the gift. Keep, it, <laughs> keep your door locked. You'll be better off. But I also mentioned in her obituary that early in my career, Dawn Wells and uh, Bob Denver, who played Gilligan, were great sports, and they appeared on the Channel 9 show that we did many years ago. Uh, and I received a nice email from Dawn's manager, which I oh. want to share with you. I would like to share it with you. I want to thank you for your tribute to Dawn Wells. I particularly enjoyed your discussion about her when she was on your show on the channel nine show i remember dawn sharing with me her experience on your tv show i think she mentioned that you dressed up as ginger the sexy <laughs> uh, right. ginger and you smoked a tampon with uh, bob denver <laughs> she said that she and bob were wondering if they should walk off during the sketch <laughs> laugh out loud in the end, she did say you were a gentleman. Thank you so much for honoring her life and holding her memory. She had a heart of gold. So I love this email. I love sharing it with you because I said, I can't believe they didn't walk off. We had <laughs> Absolutely. The, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. expected an explosion. Something was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. We had this woman on the show and uh, we, we wrote a sketch and didn't clear it with her. And we just threw her right in the sketch with Bob Denver. And uh, But they were such good sports. Uh I gotta well, say, we though, learned to do that because so many other people, once reading the scripts, wouldn't come out of their dressing room. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we've had that happen. <laughs> we tried that with Ahura, Ahura yes. from Star Trek, and she walked out. But uh, <laughs> Dawn Wells was a good sport, and so was Gilligan. And thanks to her manager for writing us and sharing that that's story with beautiful. us. Beautiful, yeah. Bob Denver was not clear on whether he should walk out or not. <laughs> I don't know why you'd walk out while we were eating the dead corpse of the skipper, <laughs> but I guess they had some uh, second thoughts about yeah, it. Yeah, when you handed him the tampon, you know, I don't, I don't know why you don't walk out then. Yeah, I remember smoking that tampon. I couldn't figure out how to make it look like it was coming out of my mouth to smoke. It was, it was very, it was a, it was a very difficult sketch to pull off. You know, but uh, yes, I was effects. ginger. Yeah, special effect. We didn't have a budget for special effect. <laughs> It was really, like I was smoking the tampon and like no smoke was coming out. Right. Yeah. Bad. I wonder why we didn't like stick a cigar in there and make it look like I was smoking a tampon. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe hey, we Howard. ran out of time. Yeah. I don't want to be a complete dick and pile on, but wasn't Ralph our special effects person on the show? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> Couldn't make that happen. <laughs> Uh, let's go to <laughs> Moses. Moses, you're on the air in California, and then we'll get to year in review, uh, starting with uh, biggest assholes of the year in 2020 from wow. the show. That's right. Big category. Everybody uh, loves hey, biggest assholes. Yes, Moses, what can I do for you? Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, hey, now. Hey, now. Good morning. Hey, so now. I was, uh, hey, now. I was watching the news hey, yesterday, now. and I'm, 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 what, I'm looking at, you know, at CNN, and, and you see all these, uh, you know, FBI warnings and, 50 capitals are going to get, you know, raided and protesters. And I was thinking, I was, Howard has a lot of, uh, a lot of power in his basement. And I, I was thinking, I was, do you ever, 
feel like just going downstairs and blowing off some steam and saying, hey, listen, I'm coming on the air. I'm pissed. This is crazy, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I already know that you do the show under protest, but I was thinking, I was like, does he ever feel the earth? Like, do you ever want yes. to go down? Well, you're right, Moses. I have all of this equipment now in my basement where I can, as you say, pop on the air. Um, the other day when I was watching the Rampage, um, this was last Wednesday, when I was watching the, the complete lawlessness and the shame of this country, uh, what was going on in our capital when these these buttholes were being allowed to just walk Shit. in and do whatever they wanted and pissing and shitting in people's offices. That's what they did. Yeah. Some of them pissed and shit in people's offices and the dummies. And I was watching it and I, I thought, hmm, you know what? I'm going to pop on the air tomorrow morning. Just pop on the air and because I had a lot of thoughts in that moment. And I'm like, I'm going to share this with the audience. And I'm going to... And then I sat and I got sober and I thought, what the fuck? You know, I, I, this can wait till Monday. There's no rush for me to get on the air. There's no, there's no need. But the truth be told, Moses, there's been a couple of times I wanted to pop on. There was even one time I was just sitting around and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on and I'm going to do a music show. I'm going to play some, yeah. I was listening to some good music and I'm going to go do that. And then I looked into what that would mean if I wanted to pop on. And it turns out, even though I have this equipment here, there is such a complicated mess you have to go through in order. You can't just hit a switch and then have me on. That I, no. I don't know how to. No, 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 no. There's a whole thing where we have to get somebody at the main studios in Manhattan. And as you know now, the building is pretty much closed down except for yeah. two or three engineers. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden... Uh, you then have to hit certain switches and then certain delays are hit and there's already programming timed out and it's been explained to me. So you, you got to give them hours notice. And by that time, I'm not going to be into it anymore. Right. So there's no such it, thing it as popping on spontaneous. No, it uh, loses. Okay. It's, uh, I was just curious. Yeah. In fact, at Juice. one point they told yeah. me I have to call NASA. I have to get NASA involved. <laughs> you have to get Elon Musk on the phone and get into SpaceX. Yeah. But, well, but yeah, I was I good. In, I, my question. Yeah, that sure does. Thank you, Moses. But it might happen one day. We'll hey, thank see. You. Thank you. You'll be a plan. It'll be a planned pop on. Pop. Yeah, yeah. It turned out you can't just pop on. So when it is yeah. a planned pop on, it's now a show. And then <laughs> I go, well, then I better call Robin because, you know, you know, you know what I mean? It's not like me yeah. just popping on. Um, I just go, oh, it's too exhausting. You know, it, 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 at one point it was like, you put two lanterns in your window, a guy on horseback gets the message <laughs> to Sirius. It just became this whole fucking big ordeal. I was so worked up watching that on TV. I mean, I was on fire. I, I did end up speaking to Robin on the phone because we were like, rrr, rrr, rrr. you know, we said, rrr, rrr, and Robin's like, rrr, and I'm like, yes, rrr. um, you know, I'm like, yeah. They, these are the same people upset when somebody kneels for the national anthem. They find that offensive. But smearing uh, the U.S. Capitol building with feces is patriotic somehow in their mind. Well, it sort of puts things in perspective. Yeah. Kneeling, they wanted to, like, have people fired. Right. This, the guy who started it, he just continues with his job. Yeah. There you go. 
Anyway, I was talking about the uh, year in review, 2020, a hard year, Robin. You know that. We had COVID-19. Huh. We had racial unrest. We had massive forest fires. Let's not forget that. We had the uh, contentious presidential election. Um, what else Everything can I Everything was hard in 2020. Most people, some people tried to help their fellow human beings, but some people decided to be assholes instead. And uh, sometimes the assholes face consequences for it, and sometimes they didn't. So the staff has come together, and we now have an esteemed panel to call out the biggest assholes of the year. And on the panel, we have Jason, who uh-huh. is about to start Nutrisystem. We have Sal, who is a very know, successful uh, stockbroker. Yes. 